This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to another episode of Working Class on DeerCast. I think this is episode 83. Um, I think 83 would be after 82, um, if everything falls in line there. And we're, again, this is kind of like part two, not really part two, but now Cody's in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. And Brian is like my co-host. Let's do um, this. So here, there we go. So we're, uh, you guys are here. Thank you again for driving the long haul and making it out to the... Uh, we don't have a name for our studio. We just call it the WCB studio. Yeah. So um, great to be here. Great, great studio. Great, you know, spot. It's, yeah. Nice little drive. No, nothing. Yeah. Like 10 hours or whatever. No. For me, it ain't nothing. Not anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's good, all good. It's good to be here. I'd rather do this in person. Than, it's way better. It's than, way. Yeah. You can it just, read each other. And it just stuff brings like a that. better, like, we're face to face. Like yeah, the hunting exactly. conversation's better. And then like we get to hang out before and after. Yeah. You know, it's not like, okay, bye on a Zoom yeah. call. See you next. You know what I mean? Or just. Yeah, we get to hang out a little bit like the Iowa Classic. We all hang out, yeah, a little bit there and do our thing. I won't give away like our location, but <laughs> you know, we get to hang out and chat there and have yeah. our fun talk. But this is just like how it should be, exactly. You know, Perfect. one thing like I this seems like a common reoccurring question I get, and uh, I'm sure you guys think about it too being on the video side, but uh, everyone's always like, "What's next in podcasting?" or like, you know, what what's you know, podcasting's going to go away is like something I hear often. And, and I think, I don't think it ever will because like people are always going to consume content. Like people are always going to yeah. want to watch hunting, you right. know, what it's how they're watching it, but yeah. I don't ever see it going away. And like podcasting is a radio show, but an honest format. So it's kind of nice. Like we, like neither one of us is going to jump on our phone and scroll Instagram right. while we're having this exactly. conversation. You're being engaged, focused, yeah. and intentional what we're talking about. You know, that's right. But like, you know. you know, besides hunting camp, which you still can be distracted by your phone with your buddies, like it's kind of rare 
that we sit down at a table and it's like, hey, look, we're going to have a conversation and talk about hunting, exactly. like how we kind of are now in podcasts, or really yeah. any podcast. Yeah. 100% focused, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Fun. Awkward a little, maybe, like at first, or like, you know, if you're not used to the platform, but it's like we've been doing this long enough. We're just yeah. having a conversation. Hey, let's talk like buddies, but oh, by the way, here's this mic. Yeah, here's this mic. No cheat. Cody. Hey. <laughs> I'm on the hot seat. You're in the hot yeah. seat. First podcast. So. Is it? Is this ever? Ever. Ever. Yeah. ever. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. I'm, all right. I'm a rookie. I'm put you on my list. Yeah, there you my go. My list of you know what. Got the notch. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, let's talk about this. So. Um, on part one, I guess whatever you want to call it, we, we kind of closed out like, oh yeah, you can find us on critical mass, Drew Outdoors critical mass. And I know a lot of people know what critical mass is, but if they don't know what critical mass is, what is critical mass? Well, critical mass is, uh, kind of a offshoot of uh, dream season. It just has average people going out hunting throughout the United States and Canada and mm-hmm. just, just average people you know blue collar workers yeah going out filming their hunts nothing professional you know yeah just just fun it's jury's wcb video form yeah it's hunting fact working class guy i really yeah. like how well, it's the the time stamp format where right. it's not like one hunts in september the next hunts in december it's it, it shows the the cast through the season yeah, yeah. kind of like the old whitetail madness dvds yes dude Talk about classics. Like, do you guys ever think about that? Like, you guys are a part of this jury legacy now. Like, you know, it might not seem like it to you guys now. And I know we're like kind of in a, a little different age of, you know, we're close to the same age. Like, when you grew up, like, you you lived well, off those DVDs. Yeah. Like, you damn near burn them out. Like, you just it's, watch them over it, and over. It's still surreal, you know. Yeah. Being, you know, like, being your, your hunt, your footage that you produce is yeah. on jury outdoors. Like it's pretty cool. You never thought of that growing up, you know. Like <laughs> right. I never did, you know. Like I just filmed because I like showing my parents because they don't go out anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. just showing them the footage. But now right. you see it on TV or you see it on the YouTube channel. It's like yeah, wow. <laughs> well, you know the way I look at it too is like I watched Jury Outdoors when I was a kid. Yeah, and of course there's Mark and Terry and like you know the core, and then like. You guys are the core, though. Like, you, I watched them guys, and then if I would have seen any of the other dudes name them growing up, like from Dream Season or whatever, I would have been like, holy shit, that's so... You know what I mean? Like, I looked up to those guys on Drury, and I'm sure there's kids that watch it like we did Yeah, that might look at you guys the same way as, like, an inspiration or a motivation to hunt, film their hunts or do whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's there's a few that, you know, like, hey, I, gotta, I have to go hunt with... A dirty outdoor guy. You yeah, know, you know, like, it's cool. That's it, it's cool for them. We're, I mean, we're like I'm small fish, you know, in the whole dirty outdoor deal. But it's like yeah, it's still it. you're you're associated with it. Yeah, but it's such a great brand, you know, respected yeah. in the industry. So you take a young youth out there, like that makes their day. They're they're the talk of the high school. Like, hey, I'm, oh yeah, I'm I'm king guy. You know, <laughs> right? I'm, you know I'm the, yeah. well, jury yeah. is king of whitetails, yeah. man. Yeah, like I don't care how you slice it, they are like. Just like the stuff they've innovated, like the style of their shows and the format of the shows, yeah, it's like the learning you, you learn from yep. the shows. So, oh, I can you know incorporate this on my property. How to do this? You know, it's just, oh yeah, it's the learning process. process oh, dude, back in the day, my dad, I remember, got a camera. I was young. I was oh shit, I don't know how young I was. But I remember my dad doing like the biologic style. Like almost like a vlog series my dad was doing back in the day. And I don't know if those are still floating around somewhere. I got it was all on high eight tape. 
and I got to yeah. see if I can find it. I would kill if I could recover that footage, but I'm sure it's somewhere on a high eight tape. So yeah. or my dad looked back on it and got embarrassed and deleted it. But <laughs> I'll have to go through and see. I need a way to like view high eight tapes. I don't know. If yeah, I don't know how way to do you, it. You know, that reminds me. They used to show just some random guy, and that's the thing I love about Drury Outdoors is it's not about just them. It's about this community. Yeah. I remember they showed, it was around that time, they showed, um, it was one guy who shot uh, a deer off a corner of a biologic food plot. It was getting dark that night, and it was just some random guy with a video recorder, and they showed that on one of their DVDs. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Wasn't a pro staff member, just a normal average Joe like just anybody else. And that's that's kind of, to me, one of the neat things is more about the deer exactly. and more about the education than it is about the person, person. yeah the, the, ego, the ego per se yeah. for sure yeah yeah it's always better when it's about like what you're pursuing or like the strategy of what you're pursuing yeah. but 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 i like the people too you know what i mean i think it's cool to like add like uh not always sometimes a guy can suck but like the <laughs> the person makes the hunt sometimes too the person to the strategy to the animal i guess like the equation yeah, of it can be yeah, good yeah and that's what people get when they yeah, watch you guys you know yeah i right. think yeah, you know, be authentic and yeah. see, you know, like I'm I'm an average Joe blue collar yeah. mechanic. Yeah. You know, worked in an independent shop, grew up. What do you what are you mechanicing on? Uh anything from small engines to big diesel trucks, really? equipment. But I grew up drilling water wells in Nebraska. Oh, no kidding. So hard manual labor, trenching yeah. water lines in, all that, then my dad basically said, Don't do this, go find something else. Yeah. So then I didn't wasn't sure what I was gonna do. And Ended up going to mechanic school, worked at an independent mechanic shop for uh, a long time. And then the owner is, well, he passed away when in mid thirties, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then I ran the shop for a little bit, then went to a dealership and hated it there. And then now you ended have the up, best job ever. Now I have the best job ever. I got a position at the state of Nebraska department of roads. Oh, really? So mechanic there. So now I'm getting comp time and vacation time so i got all the time in the world to, to hunt and, and a great boss to lets me go or basically forces me to go once in a while to go hunt shout out to your boss let's <laughs> yeah. give him some yeah. credit and make sure he hears this <laughs> cut this <laughs> clip yes yeah tony's yeah. a good boss tony and gary There's shout a, out to tony and gary yep yeah when you guys are so busy during the summer that when it comes to the falls before snowplow season yeah, snow. When, when snow flies, I'm pretty much tied to the shop. I bet. You know, th- this season was kind of a stress, stressful year for that. We had a, a bad storm. So, like, late season, usually when I do my my doe management on the properties, I can hunt. Well, it was snowing, so I worked for oh. a month straight, you know, that. But, you know, it's you like got give and take. Give and take bit. deal, you know. Yeah. Right. Hey, all right. I want to transition a little bit. All right. I want to talk and... I don't know if you'd ever get asked this on a podcast, but I want to talk, and I don't know if I've ever asked a question like this. I want to talk about your Facebook cover photo. <laughs> Do you remember what it is? Oh, the the I'll pull it up. the shot. Yeah, that was the buck this year I killed. That was this year. Yeah, so It'll be on critical masses. So uh, talk about season. what the photo is. I want you to explain it in your words. Well, the photo of this buck that I didn't know who it was ended up named him stranger was coming into a decoy and i took the tactics that forrest and terry do is put a actual shoulder mount on the on the decoy yeah 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 and i had some good mri of a buck i was going after of uh k10 that was coming through that area and Mm -hmm. i was like told brian and told my cousin keelan that i'm gonna kill that buck Mm -hmm. well 
it didn't end up that way, but this buck comes in and I had a Tacticam. I love Tacticams. Like, yeah. I, 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 when we're together, we had like 14 Tacticams rolling because we want all the different <laughs> angles. But I think that morning, I was, I was actually too Tacticam short because I forgot about the, the previous hunt that night. But I put the Tacticams on the decoy there and the shot got, oh, the Tacticam got the shot just perfect. The arrow mid-flight like the frame before that when he slowed it down you see the arrow mid-flight and then the next one's in him and then the next one's out of him that's pretty it, badass it, it was it was pretty epic like i, I and did you, I, I, did you buy a lottery ticket i did not <laughs> <laughs> and the, the funny thing is like that morning i was like all right i didn't really don't want to put up the cameras because like i want to get in and you know just get in there it's just yeah. kind of you know it was, it was end of october october 30th and yeah all right i've been hunting pretty hard lately i so I actually didn't want to set anything up. You, you, want, you were going to slack? <laughs> I was going to slack, you know, but that slackness, you know, turned out to be. That's when it happens is when yeah. you slack so, and then you kill it. Like, all right. And that, that camera angle, I was like, before I climbed up the stand, I tweaked it just a little bit. And just that little half inch of tweak, <laughs> if that, you know, okay, paid, so paid the deal. I got a lot of questions now about this. So right. I didn't realize it was a tactic cam i thought yeah. it was like a trail cam photo like this is the nope. way it's kind of cropped you yeah. know yeah, yeah. Um, and you're, i'm sure you just cropped it for your cover photo but exactly yeah. um when i looked at it, i'm like whoa that's badass um so how did you attach the camera to the decoy is my first question like how is it just balanced on there no no i i, I drill a hole through the decoy body and put a quarter inch bolt hit on oh it. just to thread it thread, on and just thread it on with the, with the, the mount that it comes with okay you know? and then you can angle it so i put i got like one on its back, couple on its legs, so you have a different <laughs> angle. Like there's like four it's bionic. Yeah, there's like four or five different like spots I could put a, a Tacticam on, you know, to okay. get that because I like, and I want to get them to destroy this decoy. And this buck that came in, like, it was a perfect, perfect morning. You know, I'm I'm on the high point of the the property. Yeah, just off an ag field of the neighbors. It's like anything in the in the valley by the river is going to see it and anything that's going to try to come up the top yeah going to see it and that's this buck did it. it's basically like a turkey hunt you know when, when those yeah. turkeys you know see the decoy they're Come coming right in. in he was on shoestring okay badass all right next yeah. question to the t and then i have another decoying question yeah um how do you, you turn the the and i i just got tacticams cams like i said in the last episode nope. and not, not a sponsor <laughs> how do you turn them on remote it's all remote yep they have like we were i'm running the the, the 5.0s and they have have the remote is it a, on your phone or is it like its own no, remote own separate remote you, you just program your your tacticam cameras to where you got it and i tack i i label them and when i uh hooked them up there so they're in order so i know one's going to turn on first two's going to you know, oh. down the line so you know do they chain off each other they, or something they, i don't know exactly how they do it but i don't think they chain off each other but it's yeah, just, yeah just, just hit the button and they'll turn on so yeah i number them so i want okay i want one this is gonna be my best shot like i want it on first and stuff uh, like that. but yeah that slick. remote the remote fight tactic cam has changed the world you know for me okay. you know started out with the garmin verbs or yeah yeah and you know then gopro and then the app oh, on that but the, the tacticams like yeah you know you should this is probably underappreciated but you should tell them like you're not just throwing a tacticam willy-nilly on a decoy like how do you set it up to get the perfect shot well, you go like it takes a lot of time to set up cameras you know yeah to get that shot so you yeah, especially you, 15 of them yeah <laughs> you, you, you put it on okay kind of idea where the deer are gonna come then you get on the app 
adjust the camera where you want it so you know that when it's you can see on, how it's looking how yeah. it's yeah how it's looking you know so you might spend you know 10 10 minutes down on the ground when you should be up in that stand you know it's it, scent control you know it's hard it, it's yeah it's high risk but higher reward i got you yeah you know? okay and and that's what i'm going for like i've failed so many times you know yeah. trying, trying to wait to get that perfect shot well this deer's two foot from my one camera well not not shooting them yeah you know oh dude that's like the work but like also the creativity man that's like gonna be such a cool hunt to watch yeah and so that's what i'm trying to go for you know you put all that hard work in yeah you know, and you know all the different angles and stuff and and then you've tried to you know not get the kill shot on on, on yeah. film like why did you do all that if you don't get the last step right right yeah that's it's cool man. we'll all remember yeah i'm gonna have some like i'm my, stoked for that my junkie kill is one of my best ones with you know, your junkie kill yeah that's been like 20 2018 couple years it's your first, first, hunt on first, first, first hunt on critical mass oh cool and, then, and i missed a buck i called uh gate eight like at 2 30 in the afternoon is like no what november 6th yeah november mm -hmm. 6th missed him mm -hmm. and was just down in the dumps because i was after the gate eight you know all season long he's four-year-old 140 so much deer not not a giant but a, a good deer for this area yeah and he comes in, missed him at twenty yards. Chip shot. Chip yeah. shot. Yeah. And I was I was fed up by then because I had some other encounters with them and I was about ready to quit. Yeah, just you adding know, I mean, just still, layering down. Yeah, yeah. And the emotion was so, you know, down. And mm -hmm. like, I think I said it feeling like, okay, calm myself down. So this buck junkie that he's been a ghost for the last five, six years. Mm -hmm. Old but, deer. Old deer. Yeah. Really? Finally showed up a couple times on camera. So I knew he could be in the area. Yeah, yeah. But had no clue. Yeah. You know? And then lo and behold, he shows up and then <laughs> the dance dance began. And yeah. I won. It, it was an exciting hunt. One That's of the awesome. coolest hunts you'll ever see I don't, I don't, with the tactic. I'm sure I've watched it. Maybe I haven't. It, they, I, got, they got a. They put uh, it on YouTube. YouTube. There's one okay. open on YouTube. And yeah, so yeah we'll, we'll play it here in the studio then. Yeah. It, it's. He put awesome. some tacticams down on the trail, and you can. And he had to call call this deer in and grunt him in. And so the junkie's walking down this trail, and the tacticam, and then Cody yeah. had to let out a doe blunt. So yeah, the like. And the, oh, he saw the tacticam. So no, no, it no, heard him oh, down on oh. the bottom, and then turned and went right, right up the hill to Cody. Oh, yeah, I got so, you. Guys. So where I was setting in the tree stand, I moved in that morning. This buck junkie was up on the hillside, downwind of me with a doe. And I was like, well, I got to try it. So I grabbed the antlers, grabbed the, the call, started calling. And the doe breaks off, breaks off, goes the other way. And he comes this way, you know, kind of towards me, but kind of away from me because I yeah. have two cows between some renegade cows that were left in the pasture. <laughs> they were directly downwind of me. So I think they actually saved me on this hunt because I think he could have came straight across. Well, he had uh... a circle around and I had the elevation. So I was up, you know, 10 foot higher than what he was down in the timber. So I was like, I'm being aggressive. He's an aggressive deer. Just kept on grunting, doe bleating. And it piqued his curiosity that it forced him to come up to see where that grunt noise was coming. Oh, yeah. And he popped through some cedar trees. And I was like, okay, it's, it's going to happen. So yeah. I could draw back and he's just staring right at me. Like, it, it was like a, it seemed like a half hour yeah. stare down. But it was probably like a three minute stare down. And then he... He's just staring me down, you know, and then, then he turns. So I'm at full draw. Like, all right, he's either going to do two things. He's going to walk straight away and never give me a shot, or he's going to spin open and give me just a split second shot. And thankfully, he split open. 
you know, yeah. gave me a shot, drilled them, and then my emotions <laughs> went crazy. Like I was, it, it, you have to check it out on YouTube. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it we'll is crazy. It. Like, I, I cry like no oh, other. That's like, awesome, oh, that's awesome. I love seeing like guys yeah. get like, because you know the, the heat of the moment and how heavy like that situation can yeah. be. So it's like, I like when guys let loose. Now there's, too much and then there's like the right amount you know yeah. but uh i'm an emotional guy like i can when, be too when like this year when when i killed every kill i get do my little hyper laugh <laughs> <laughs> you get amped it's, it's I, awesome. I get amped like you know yeah i don't i'm not even cool or kill guy you know all the time but you know when that moment happens it's, yeah it's insane that's that's, that's what it's about <laughs> though man hey one about. thing i wanted to talk about too uh right. going back to the tacticam and the decoy so decoying something I've always I want to get more into, and I'm always interested. It goes back to the water thing. Yeah, it's something I always think about doing, but just don't, haven't done it. And I actually tried to decoy last year for a couple sits, and um, I felt like I had a pretty dynamite setup for a decoy, like in a pinch that came down to a hayfield, and deer could see it from both sides. And yeah. I had it set up kind of like corn to me, and I felt really good about it. Um, just, it didn't work out. I only did it a couple times. Um, part of the problem, I don't own my own good decoys. I'm always bumming off my buddies. Yeah. I'm always worried I'm going to like trash our decoy. So I just get it back to them as fast as possible. Um, how often do you decoy? Oh, this year I, I tried it a lot, you know, in the past I haven't really done a lot yeah. until this year to when I got the actual, well, one of his old shoulder mounts made it into it, you know, and yeah. then, uh, yeah. So like, what what motivated you to like use it more? Just getting a shoulder mount and like, oh, I'm gonna try. I'm this. gonna try it. You know, I got some aggressive deer. You know, well, and then you know, I see Forrest and Terry utilize it quite a bit and pretty successfully. You know, it's just maybe I'll work here in Nebraska. You know, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And this situation this year, you know, when I, I think that was the first set, maybe maybe the second time I used that decoy, I knew this spot was only only going to kill there with a decoy. Mm. And that's what kind of why I set up, uh, you know, with the, the live one. So you're holding a shoulder mount out there every time? Yeah. He's crazy. Jeez, so, uh, man. Yeah, I make the, the body, like, it's fairly easy access. I could, like, drop the body off, you know, and then keep the... Just I would, like, got some burlap and, like, <laughs> buried it in a bush. No. I, Did you drop it off the night before? I dropped the deer, the body off, like, the night before, and then I don't leave the mount out there because I don't want you know, you get tore up by the animals, whatever, but yeah, you know, but now going into this season, I want to get some more bodies so I can hide them, hide them, <laughs> you know, basically right. hide them. Here's you something know. funny. Um, <laughs> I hope this guy is somehow a listener of the podcast. We hunted public in a state for antelope um, a couple years ago. And this guy, we were like pretty hard access to get to this public. I had to like walk a long way to get yeah, to like yeah. where these antelope were. This guy had, a deer cart full of like four antelope shoulder mounts and he was he'd set them all up in like a flock oh yeah and he'd hunt he'd go round build around we watched this do like three mornings in a row and like we're like what the hell because when we first saw it, we're like there's an antelope just standing there and like and we're looking like <laughs> get the spot around <laughs> like, like what oh no that's a like a legitimate taxidermy <laughs> antelope. Well, what he would do, he'd put it on that deer cart and he'd roll it in. There's some grain bins. He'd roll it in under like this little overhang and just leave it there. Which I don't know if it's legal or not. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He had like four or five of them. Wow. <laughs> you know, I know antelope hunting guys who use decoys have great luck. Yeah. And they say oftentimes just shoot them right in the chest. So, what's funny is I, I love antelope hunting. I wanted to go this year, but I just couldn't 
I don't know. I just couldn't find a place to go last second. But anyway, but um, we had one of them. Uh, I don't know if like Reinhardt makes them, but they're like modular looking and they kind of like eh, eh, turn a little bit. They're not, but they're like that thick. It's almost like a, a foam target. Okay. We had one of those set up and it was me, Eric and my dad and a ground blind just sweating our ever loving asses <laughs> off. And we're watching these decoys or these bucks chase does around or whatever throughout the round bales, kind of avoiding that guy because he wasn't a blind. He was like leaned up against a round bale. And what happened, the wind blew our decoy and it turned and it must have just looked real enough that one of them bucks came over and wow. I watched my dad and Eric miss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's never a close shot. shot you yeah. know? But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, decoying's always kind of fascinated me. And yeah. I, I think I'm going to invest in a good decoy yeah. this fall. But um, I'm always like touch and go with it like is it yeah, you gotta, scaring you, deer is it you, you gotta like for me i gotta read my property every property is different you're like you know yeah and, and situation you want to put it in in a tight pinch point where it, it scares the deer yeah they're like oh you shit know? when they come yeah. around a corner yeah, right like, yeah oh no we want to you know on a food plot or something mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know on an open pasture like i got you know edge of pastures quite a bit and, and then some timber and stuff yeah. like that well, the demeanor of your deer too. yeah you know your demeanor like the got some bullies running around yeah my goal is last season was to kill a deer with a decoy it's like succeeded with that mm -hmm. my next goal was to get the decoy destroyed by a bug and mm -hmm. we succeeded on that goal <laughs> i love and, that yeah that that hunt was fun Wait, yeah. and you knew k10 was aggressive i knew k10 that's, that's why why'd you call him k10 i don't even know why Kicker 10 maybe i don't Kicker know 10. sounds no sweet. k10 k10 you know square body the the chevy trucks oh, and stuff. Yeah. all right yeah Okay. So yeah, he, I like that. Yeah. Spoken of a true mechanic. Yeah, right. right. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> and it was, you know, five point and that. Ah, okay, that's cool. Had a little kicker too, so it's kind of a. a you gotta start getting creative with you, the you, names. You man. gotta get creative, and you can't force the name. Like, yeah, because it gets just corny. Gotta, yeah, you just gotta let it come to you. Like I'll go, you know, basically all season. Sometimes you know, preseason, you know, up to the, you know October. Sometimes without naming a deer, then like it's gotta fall into it. It's gotta. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Because so many times I'm just like, yeah, that big 10. It's like, oh, there's what? Like, you know, I'm talking to my buddies. Like, what? what? Yeah. yeah, you know the one I talk about? And then the, 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 no. Like, okay, I'm calling this bug Flapjack or whatever. You, know, yeah, right. you, <laughs> you got a name to keep him straight. You yeah. Know? I, I did have one buck. He fell right into his name. He had a broken ear. And it just flops. I just call him Floppy. floppy. So he, and I'm yeah, hoping yeah. Floppy's lives. You know, I thought broken ear, beer. Ah, <laughs> I like that. Floppy. It's weird though. Like I, I want to know how he broke it, but yeah. two, he's uh, he, he's that deer that was like just big enough. If you're desperate, you're like, yeah, he'll do. Yeah, but he was still a nice buck. Like I'd say mid high forties. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. think this next year, I'm, I'm hoping old Floppy gets big. Yeah. That was us yeah. last year. We had a floppy. Yeah, broken ear buck. Broken yeah. ear in Western Nebraska. Yep. Yeah, I was wondering if they get uh. I want to get your guys' thought on this. Okay. I, I can't remember who I talked to this. It might have been the, uh, damn it. I just had did a WCB podcast. We talked about when you see splits and ears. I'm drawing a blank on who I was talking about it with. But my theory is they get bucks getting fights and their tips of their ears get smashed between their main yeah. beams. Yep. I think that's, that's what I've always thought. Yeah. The antler goes through them. Or Can you imagine just pinching oh. that? Like, that's got to be what it is. That's what I, would, that's what I always thought. I, don't, I wonder if they know? feel that. They have to. They have to a little bit. But that's my theory. I don't know if you guys have a theory on it. 
No, I mean that's that's what I always thought. You know, split ear. Like, okay, what's what's the obvious? He's thing? aggressive, yeah. aggressive fighter. So well, I know I was talking to Aaron Blyce. He has a podcast called The Fall Podcast. Yep, another yep. great podcast. But uh, my buck out here, we, we're talking about um, the one I showed you, the shed, and uh, mm-hmm. so yep. I called him Battle Axe because half of his left ear was like sliced off, and my theory was that he got pinched in a, between two be- main beams. I don't know. It's feasible. Yeah. What else would you? Oh yeah, what, what else is gonna cut? It's it not barbed wire. No. Well, imagine, imagine grabbing a deer's ear and then trying to cut it. It'd be hard. Yeah. It's so a tough animal. What? Got it. Frostbite. You know, yeah, it's got to be antlers. You know, gotta, gotta, be, gotta, yeah. gotta be fighting aggressive. Or, I would think, yeah. you know, unless there's a fawn and a coyote got his ear, and yeah. which is not, I mean, yeah, I mean, likely, but I don't knows? know. But the decoy thing, man, always, always interests me. Like, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to I'm going to really just do you guys proud this fall. Good. I'm going to kill a deer. All right. Over a watering hole <laughs> with a Tacticam clipped to the watering tank over yeah. a decoy and uh I'll see if Tacticam will send me like 20 cameras. <laughs> and then uh I'll kill one of your guys's honor. Heck Perfect. yeah. That's right. Don't hold me to this. <laughs> hey, just choose your kill bottle uh wisely. That's right. right. Yeah. What what good <laughs> Good brand of whiskey am I going to celebrate with after the kill with the kill bottle? Yeah, we'll that's, see. That's right. But yeah, how proud are you? Would I would, you guys I'd be? be excited. It'd be cool. I, I, I'm not saying I won't try it. I'll try it. Try it, do it. You know, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Well, that, that's, that's my goal this year is kill one. Like, I've, when, set, when I set the tag of the cams up, especially on the one plot, I got the water tank in there. So I put one down in the water tank. Really? To, to get them drinking. Like point it up? And- yeah, point it up so it's just when they come to get a drink. Like I've got some pretty cool footage of, of does and fawns coming in there. Really? And I was going to shoot a doe on the uh, off the water tank there with my nephew. He loves hunting. He yeah, yeah. There. And we're having such a good evening, and some bucks are coming out. And I was like, says, you, you want me to shoot a doe, or do you want me to wait for the buck? He's like, wait for the buck. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> yeah. man, good man. <laughs> well, so we waited, and nothing big came out. A buck he named 7-Up uh, came out and gave us a good show. I love when kids named deer, because yeah, you can't argue with them. Yeah, we had a, a great time. It's a decent know. buck, too. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he, he's a decent buck. He's a young buck. He's, he, he he's reminds me of 7-Eleven when he was that age. Okay, mm-hmm. so Cody, we got to get in a couple questions here, oh, man. Oh, boy. So uh, we got to ask, we got to follow in the questions for part two for you. Yep. Um. Your favorite whitetail sign to look for? Uh, well, Brian, take it the first is your pinch point. Yeah, that's the that's that, that that's the cop it's out terrain yeah. feature. He 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 was a wussy about yeah, it. Let's he, be yeah, honest. <laughs> but no, he All right. he said rub, and then he changed it to scrape. The obvious answer. So he danced around it. Yeah, he danced. You, I mean, so I want you to answer like a confident man. <laughs> oh boy! So what are we saying here? <laughs> yeah, let's see here. Hey, you're the dish. <laughs> What's your favorite? My, my white favorite tail sign? white tail sign. Oh man, I go off of scrapes a lot. Okay. Um, I high travel corridors like trails. You know, it's not like really signed, but you know, no, but that is, but it, it is the high travel trails were you know finding a cross where they meet something like that mm-hmm. you know but that is um an that's a uh a, not a common answer surprisingly really? really like that's not something that people pick i mean maybe it is but maybe i think maybe it's just uh because you know they're going to be walking down trails and right the, the higher cor- corridor and the more trails in a certain area and you're going to find them all congregated in a pinch point so it all kind of flows together and then on a pinch point yeah, like 
on the property i'm fortunate to hunt there's great big scrapes there big rubs there so it's kind of a you know they're going to be in there kind, yeah kind of all See, comes to yes i guess i shouldn't say that it's not um talked about but it, it is but it's never like um it's never the asterisk of like uh like a rubber or a scrape yeah. like like trails are just oh yeah there's a good trail and then uh, there was a rub on it like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's always gets, no, it always gets trumped by another Yeah, it's all, all the scrape. Well, he's going, well, he had to walk down this trail for 50 yards to the scrape that you're hunting. You I know, wonder you know? if that's a... Does the obvious get overlooked with some of this, like, oh, you got to be super technical? Do you think? I think so. You do? I keep it simple. I don't know. I, I agree with you. you know, keep it simple, stupid, is what I always say. Keep it simple, stupid. You know? Is that keep it simple? <laughs> Stupid or keep it's it simple, whatever, stupid. It's, it's whatever you want. Is there a comma in there somewhere? <laughs> okay. You know, I know I like it. I agree with that because I think uh, it's easy to get too methodical. Mm-hmm. It's fun to talk methodical. Like we can be like, all right, dude, what'd you do when you got, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, it's like, uh, like I, I did that podcast. Uh, it was a Turkey OG series with Mark and Waddell. Yeah. And Waddy's kind of like, they're goats. They're pretty much goats. Right. Yeah, I heard that one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, it, it was such a, like, he's right, but I'm not going to, like, kind of hurt my feelings a little bit because I'm like, no, they're not goats because <laughs> goats are dumb, right. you know, but these are not. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it hurt my feelings. It didn't hurt my feelings for real, but like, I was like, man, we struggle to kill goats. It's, yeah. If they smelled that that's, good and they were funny. that weary, I'm sure we would. It's funny because yeah. my, my coworkers, some of my coworkers that, you know, work, they always give me crap about, yeah, go chasing those goats again. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they do? deer. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going goat. No. Rats of the woods. Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. The goat thing, the goat thing might be a downplay no. on like the whitetail survival, you know, because a goat don't have that. No. You know, maybe like an Ibex is a goat, you know, and some of those other, you know, dumb argument. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Too methodical can be a problem. Downplaying it too much can be a problem, but keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Wherever that comma lays. Um <laughs> is is probably the way to look at it, you yeah. know. We overthink stuff too much. That's fun though. What, what's your strategy picking a tree? That's a good question. I because I, I think about this so much. Personally, I look because I do majority of my hunting when I'm filming, you know, it's solo filming. Yeah. Because Brian lives three hours away family man kids hard to get away like i have time to get off i'm single i have comp time for work you know i can get out hunt yeah a lot so for me personally when i'm solo filming which i set up every tree for solo filming Mm -hmm. is look for a tree either like a v of a tree or a tree right next to me so my camera arm i always want my camera arm in front of me and then to the right Okay. For the monitor. Yep. You know. So you just view it. View it and and set it up as one dimensional Mm -hmm. because you ain't going to shoot behind you with, so, you know. Yeah. So I look for, you know, I think I did even deal deal on uh, deer cast about how the tree I I pick, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's, it's. Every time you're in the woods, like, so I. I just feel like I'm doing this. I just did this yesterday. I was doing some mowing and I'm like, all right, I know I want to stand. In here. Oh, yeah. I'm just like looking and I, I'm always so I, I'm indecisive. Same here. You you are too. Yeah. It's like, okay, this, this could be a good spot. Then you like, you throw you they throw a ladder stand. I like using a lot more muddy ladder stands and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just simpler, faster, safer. Because you're just 
putting it up. You're just putting it up. You're you're six. I'm a, sti- I'm a sticks and hang on guy. Yeah. So you, yeah, We're, it's as many setups as I've got. Is it's just, just throw them up faster and stuff. But you you set it up there like, oh, yeah, I don't like this. Then you then you move and yeah, it's like oh, I got to get a tree here. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm always second guessing myself too. Like, all right, it's got to be in this tree, but then. Yeah, I, I, I think honestly, that's like my biggest fault as a hunter is like me not being able to like, I'm always second guessing myself. Yeah. Like during season, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and do it. I do a lot of hanging hunts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like where, where are right, I know I need to get in this area. And so I was doing a lot of early season hanging hunts last year. I was on a buck and I, and I knew I was getting close to this buck and I'm like, I'm second guessing myself. Like, okay, I can go in here. But if I get in 50 more yards, I'll be in perfect spot. But I don't want to bump the deer. Like that stuff. Yeah. You know, there's, I know there's a tree here, here, and here. Which tree am I you going to be? You want to be, you know, very aggressive and you maybe blow your hunt the right, you know, first yeah. time or be very aggressive and you succeed or stay back and, you know, fail because you go ox the trail that you should have put the, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way. It, you know, I think it's probably normal for motivated hunters, but like, what what's the number one thing for you? that you think is like your number one fault as a bow hunter? Like where, where do you like, ah, if I could just be more confident in this or be better at this, what would make you better? That's a good one. That's a very good question. Cause I like, I'm very, I'm, I'm mine would be I beat myself up. You know, mine was, would be to keep my emotion under control at the time of the shot. Hmm. Because if you go so back, your, yours is deeper into the. This is yours is into the process already. Mine's it, getting to that. Yeah, process. mine's in like because I fault of executing the shot. Like if oh, you go really? if you go back on critical mass, you'll notice like I've missed deer that I end up killing. I'll like miss what jammer, not jammer, uh, crusher, crusher. There you go, crusher. I missed like two or three times. Oh, so you're just so in like it, worked like, up, worked up, like always. I want to get back on the camera, so I'm shooting and I drop my bow arm, oh. and then because I want to get my mind, I'm still focused on the filming act. Your production brain, I'm production exactly versus I like you're trying to split uh, split like kill brain and production brain. Yeah, ooh, that's a it, it's one. it's tricky. I'm not saying I don't get worked up. But I'm not worried about filming. I don't yeah. know how he does it. The only thing I can put my thumb on is it's really more the one-dimensional where you're prepared, you're on that trail you talked about. But in regards to getting the type of footage he does, the deer is always in full frame, is always in the tacticams. I don't know how you do it. It's I don't know either. It's <laughs> it, it's it's tough. Maybe just being picky. I'm picky. That's all right. You know. You know what? Here's the thing. It. It sucks to miss. It does. But if you're getting back on them, it's making a better show. It's a, it's a great story. It's a great story. You know, I, am I down about missing? Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. do I get called out? Oh, you're a poor shot. Yeah, I do. But it don't affect me. You know? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You know, hey, you're doing it. You know, I'm at there. How many deer do you pass? I pass a lot. Uh... I mean, like, <laughs> but literally, if you were just hunting, that you'd be able hunting, to shoot. I've quite a few in the, in the past years. You know, that rest, you know, just didn't have the right angle for yeah. the camera was, or, you know, wasn't, was, wasn't on camera. enough, enough B roll. Don't you have enough tactic cams just to get every damn angle? <clears throat> well, you never have enough. <laughs> <laughs> sponsor this man. <laughs> they, I think they do, they sponsor Drury. Yeah. They do. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not, uh, we were using them before that. Yeah, we were, we're totally. I mean, we had all these before. They need to be hitting you up on the side. Yeah, we're like, like the, hey, we're like the OGs on the of the. Are you the, second the second here and the verbs and all on, that on the ground angles. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'll give you a little tidbit. Like we have no connection with Tacticam. Like I, I don't have any yeah. connection either way. Just for the record, like, um, but when we were at the, our very first, so we've had, this is our third studio. Uh, and when I mean our third, this is our first real studio, if you want to be like for real about it, like yeah. professionally. But my first house, we started the podcast. We had like a closet. We did it in. And we had two Tacticams in the corners that filmed. And I don't even remember like we ended up just, I don't know. We used them for a while and like something happened to them. But um, I don't even remember what, like if you look at some of our very early, early, early video podcasts, okay. it's the Tacticam stamp in the back or the bottom oh, corner. Boner. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of funny. But yeah. um, okay. I can't forget this question. Oh boy. What is your favorite tool within Deercast for you to use when it comes to your hunting? Favorite tool besides the 14 day weather. Okay, so I like that. Your your Brian's answer was like he used it as when not to hunt. Yeah. hundred percent. That's a great reading it I look backwards. When to hunt. <laughs> when not well, so, okay. So <laughs> technically it's not reading it backwards, but it kind of is. And your circumstance when you had success over water, you you read it backwards. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't use that answer. I want. I'm just. There's so. There's so many. I know. There's a lot features on it that you know. I love the radar. I love the weather. The the, the rain gauge. The rain gauge the, is the, probably big for you guys. It is. Well, you're. You know, you're not what, getting rain. But. Well, this year we, we've got some well, good I'm, rains. Now this we're year. not there either. Like you know, for right. me, I'm two and a half hours away. I can check how much rain we got without being there. Maybe yeah. we should probably talk about what rain gauge is a little bit. Um, if you guys want to break down or I can br break it down, but well, it's just, you know, you, if people you, don't know, you, know. You, you go to the app and you can put down, you know, a rain gauge in different areas. I got like 15 all around, you know, the area, then you just click on it and it takes, I believe it takes the, the information gathered from what, like, Field radar, radar, field wise, is it field wise for the what all the farmers they're yeah. use for stuff like that, yep. you know. Yep. So you, you get a good general idea of what's happened on your property during a, a rain event and stuff. So it's very yeah. helpful, like when to plan and it kind of forecasts like what next seventy two hours or whatever yeah. rain you get. So you kind of forecast. Okay, I'm gonna go. And you can see historical his, too. Yeah, like if historical and see when I want to plant a food plot or can I get up to the property? Is it gonna be too muddy and stuff like that? So. It's, it it saves time and money for especially for like brian you know two and a half hours away yeah i'm an hour and a half you know well it's big. i think it was really neat what you did last year you compared the drought I'll, of 2012 20, to uh, last year's drought yeah drought. yeah 2012 was you know actually last year was worse than 2012 when ehd broke out oh really but going back historically on on the rain gauge on deer cast we caught i compared 2012 july compared to last year in july and 12 was a lot drier we, we caught some rain so i think we saved ehd from mm. that you know but we were still an exceptional drought yeah you know? yeah well i think that's dude there's there is so much kind of layered into yeah. deer cast and of course you know this is working class on deer cast people are going to expect us to, of course we're going to talk about deer cast but I, it's the more i use it um and i'm on it daily during hunting season yep. like daily like i live on it it's it's where i'm at <laughs> during yeah. hunting season and even then like mapping especially now like you know doing 
you know, farm work or mapping. Like, yeah, like I'm going to get ready to go in. When I go in mow, I'm going to turn on the tracking and map out all my food plots. So I'm sitting on the mower yep. and it'll just shape my food plot. Exactly. Yep. Out. And then, uh, you know, there's so many tools in it and it's like, I, and I think it's, it's popular now, but I think it's in the next five years, DeerCast is going to explode. Cause I think it just, t- for that type of stuff, it takes time for people to like get into it and finally download it and finally yeah. use it. Once you got to use it, you're going to. You're gonna love it because I don't. Uh, there's uh, not a better tool for no, whitetails. You got everything in one spot. Everything. You know, you got mapping. You got the forecast. You know, the 14 day forecast and the elite. And, yep. You know, you have all the the news feed. Dude, the wind check the on wind it. check. You That's know, dynamite. Number one feature I use. Yeah. Check number it all one. the time. Okay, where I'm gonna be at this time. You Dude, know, wind, it, it's calm. You know. It takes any. Because you know how it is, man. We're all busy. Yep. Like you get on there and you're like, what stand I'm gonna go to? Oh man, what's the wind? It's a west wind. You go through and you just scan for a second. Just take a deep breath. Let it do the thinking for you. Oh, that that'll work. Yep. You know, like I, I just think it's so obvious it can get overlooked at times. And you know, definitely get get on there and check it out if you're not. Yeah. If you're already it's, in here listening and watching this, shout out to you. We yeah, appreciate you. So. Yeah, it's information at your hand. You got to utilize all the information, the MRI. Yeah, you know, be successful from. And it's kind it's of like a, a social tool. platform for hunters yeah. now too. You know, it, it's awesome. You know. Yeah, interact with all the the fans and supporters and Dude, stuff. And I love see, it. I love seeing all their success. Like, yeah, when people post their deer kills and or encounters, like, heck yeah, I got I like that. I gotta admit something. So, what I do, what I've been doing, like probably twice a week, I'll get on Deercast and go back, like, and I go back a week and get caught up on everything. It's yeah. just like my rhythm with Deercast in the off season. I get on twice a week, go back, fill up, read read the write-ups and see the the fan shares and all that stuff. Yeah. And so it's like all the turkey content that has just been launched. Yeah. But I'll do it so I'll rock my son to sleep at night. And once he's, once he's snoring on me, then I'm like, all right, I'm going to do some reading. So I'll get on Deercast and read and right. comment and stuff. And then my wife will text me, like, everything okay in there? Do you fall asleep? I'm like, yeah, just getting ready to lay him down. I'll be out in a second. Guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just like use my alone time in there. Like, yeah. I'm cuddling my son. Like, when you were younger, did you guys read like the Outdoor Life magazines, Deer and Deer yeah. Hunting, all those? Yeah. Like, yeah. Deercast is that too. Yeah. yeah. The, the articles are, exactly. are top. Yeah, notch. there's great write ups, man. Like, uh, I was reading that write up about like turkeys dusting. You know, I just had just seen three hens dusting, yeah. and I'm like, I wonder if they like I do that for bugs is what I thought. And I'm reading on that. I'm like, wow, it's kind of like cool. I could just observe this and like getting to read. Oh, yeah. there's interesting. Yeah, stuff there's a lot there. of interest. Stuff cool there. fan shares. A lot of kid um, promoted stuff. You know, like people taking their kids out. And yep. It's just a good spot. Yep. It's a healthy it's, place to be for a yep. hunter. Yep, you don't have to be worried about getting, you know shut down by social media well that's what annoys me so much man like you go on facebook (laughs) and you have all these hunters you know um for lack of a better term just bitching about social media like we can barely like we can post podcast clips on tiktok that's it we can't post any antlers we can't post guns can't kill shots nothing i don't think jury outdoors has a tiktok anymore Uh, i don't think because i I think i know taylor had it and blew up on there and then got robbed pretty much yeah um you're not gonna have that on deercast no so while you're all complaining about all of this, there's a place for you. Exactly. Already set up, and we're all there. Yep. And you don't see any argument in the comments on no. your cast. Everything's positive. That's the thing. You it's know. the most positive platform yep. in the game. Yep. And you know, and even if you're not big into, I don't want technology to help where I hunt, the mapping, helping you measure your food plots, and even yeah. if it's, you're it's just so, using it as your weather tool, yep. it is 
and the radar so the radar on it like I, i'll pull it up at work yeah you know, and the radar they're like what radar is that you know because it's, yeah. it's better than the anything yeah. else they're like well it's on deer cast my favorite thing <laughs> you know i mean there's a lot of favorite things my like i guess my most um noted thing as of recent is how updated the maps are so on one piece of property you can actually see this is how updated it is you can see the path I drove my four wheeler in to recover the buck after I had shot him because of deer cast. You can literally see wow. where I drove in, load him up, turn around, and drove out. That's interesting because, like on on my property, I cleared out a, a place to put a cabin, and I had all all of the the apps at the time. This was right when deer cast was coming out, and we had the test version. The first map to show the land I cleared out was deer cast dude it's it's i don't know what they got going on i don't know like if mark and tara involved the illuminati and they have all this new <laughs> drone mapping <laughs> they hired elon musk yeah, satellites yeah, elon musk. to take yeah, pictures they got tesla drones <laughs> and satellite imagery <laughs> yeah, from uh, starlink that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. it's it's good man like so the shameless promotion but it's just real yeah it'd be hard to talk about it organically like that if we didn't use it exactly. oh i love it love it's it. great yeah, yeah. dude this is a fun podcast. It's fun. Lots of tap in. I, I appreciate the hell out of you guys for coming in and doing this. It was yeah, just awesome. This is fun. You know, first podcast, and I've, I think I did pretty good. You killed it. <laughs> you killed it. I, I'm not biased I'm or not anything, biased, but I'm, I'm pretty good. Pat <laughs> myself on the back. Yeah. No, dude, you uh, killed yeah. it. It was good. Uh, it's fun, it's fun, man. It's just talking hunting. Yeah. That's we what, all love hunting. And, dude, and I share. didn't realize, like, you don't think about it. Like you were saying, like, how often do you actually just sit and talk? No distractions. Back. We're not watching TV. We're not looking at our phones. Yeah. We're just talking. It's just us hunting. in here. Yeah. It's literally the three of us in our building right now. You know, the boys are going to show up. We're going to have some more fun tonight. Know. But, like, it's just a it's a way to really, like, know people, you know? And, and we're fortunate, like, with what we do. Like, I'm more solo on the DeerCast series. It's more just because everybody's schedule. Like, if Eric could be here every day, which he will be soon, um, God willing, he'll be on this series every time with me too, you know? Yeah. But like, it's just so good. And it's like, that's how we get to know people so well. Like we know more people in the industry better than I'd say a lot of guys do because of what our content yeah. is, you know, like yeah. we're actually sitting on, And then I feel like we're some, maybe more podcasts are getting better at it in the hunting game, but we're actually like just going for it and just having the conversation you know, like we went over a few things we wanted to talk about, yeah. but I I know I asked you questions you didn't expect I was going to ask you. Oh no, you know what I mean. So that's good. That's what's fun about it's it. Fun about it. You know, hot seat. It's yeah. great. Well, you guys are killing it. it, man. Where can people find you? Oh, Instagram is just Cody Shirik underscore Drew Outdoors S I R E K. Yeah, no H in there. No H in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Critical Mass on the Outdoor uh, Channel yeah. Tuesday nights nine thirty yep. starting in uh, beginning of July. And also Instagram, Brian Weiss underscore Drury Outdoors. Appreciate you guys a ton. Thank you. You can find them in DeerCast as well, as well as you can find us in this podcast, DeerCast, working class on DeerCast. Get on there. We, If you're not subscribed to DeerCast, get in the description of this episode. We have a code for you. You can save some money. Do yourself a damn favor and join us in a Deer Hunters community. We're there. We're waiting for you. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We love you guys. Peace. Peace.